welcome back to the fourth episode of You Are Loved with Hope Happens Here and Big Zig Photography. Today we have a special guest with us. We have Mr. Driscoll, who is a teacher at our school. He teaches personal fitness and he's one of the most positive social media influences from our school. And so he's with us today. Love it. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, Thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm I'm super, super psyched that... uh, I'm here with you guys hanging out tonight. I just put my daughter to bed, so the house is hopefully be quiet for a little bit, and we can we can pull this thing off. So, um, yeah, I am. Uh, it's my third year at Hartford High School, and I am just incredibly grateful to be part of the Hartford High School community. I came by way of Heartland Elementary School after um, teaching physical education, starting a fitness program there. I taught there for 12 years, and um, when the stars aligned and I was able to come over to Hartford High School, I, I jumped at the opportunity. And at the time, I was reading a lot of literature about what separates uh, the kind of the super achievers in the world versus everyone else. And I learned that the super achievers take healthy risks. And uh, I left a job that I absolutely loved. And um, the kind of the, the aggregate gain from that jump has been phenomenal. So I'm just just super grateful to be at the school. And I think one thing that's really, really cool for me is that fitness changed my life. It took me from a middle school, high school boy who didn't have a whole lot of self-confidence and dealt with that with a really short temper and with um, not being super kind to other people and just trying to trying to put other people down to pick myself up. And um, when I found fitness, I started to, started to have a, a little bit more of a belief in myself and started to realize that I could break really big, challenging goals down into small daily tasks. And slowly kind of overcome. And I didn't realize it at the time, but uh, looking back on it, that was the time when I started to uh, really see the world in a much more positive light. And I started to treat the people around me better, especially my parents. And um, over time, now now decades, it has just completely shifted um, the way I see the world and the way I interact with people and what I think my, my calling and my purpose is in the world and the level of fulfillment it gives me. So basically I get to share every single day, this insane passion that I have for something that totally positively changed my world. And I'm just so, so, so grateful. I I heard the other day that uh, your career gets you paid, but your calling gets you made. And I feel so made being at Harford high school. So yeah, super, super blessed to be here and just be sharing, um, I am by no means a professional or a expert or a guru in any way. I'm just super fired up to share what has positively impacted my life with people who are willing to listen. So, yeah. That's so awesome. That's so hard to believe that you were ever anything but a positive uh, presence to be around. But thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. It's, um, it, it didn't just come. It, it, it was a lot of work to change my mindset, to change mm-hmm. the way I see the world, to change the other factors that enhance my health and wellness, the way I eat, the way I sleep, the way I interact with people, that type of stuff has been uh, diligent work. Um, and, I, and I'm super psyched mm-hmm. of where it's brought me thus far. Also, a little, awesome. a little That's side awesome. note, my grandmother follows your Instagram that she thinks you're awesome. <laughs> she, she, she is a fan. Well, if everyone in the world awesome. stops listening, your grandma keeps listening, I'll, I'll keep doing it. <laughs> Uh, the submission we have today is about injuries and mental health that goes along with it. it, The person couldn't access the submission page because they've already graduated from high school, so they don't have the email anymore, which I'm going to try and figure out a way for community members as a whole to access the submission page, not just students. But um, So they sent it to me, and uh, they said, 
My submission was just going to be about being injured as an athlete and how to cope with feeling like you're not a part of the team or that you're separated because you can't participate. I was going to add that for me personally, I was in a pretty dark place after tearing my ACL freshman year of college, and I found it really hard to get motivated for a day where I knew it would take 15 minutes to get to class on crutches and knew that I'd need help getting food from the dining hall, etc. The worst part was watching everyone on the team around me get better while I was just losing weight and muscle by the day. I found that listening to music that built me up, like empowering music, would get me through the day and really trying to understand the end goal of it all is to focus on the good things and relationships you have with the people who are willing to help you. I had to tell myself every day that I'd make it through it stronger than I was before. My question is, what would you say to someone who's struggling through an injury and feels like they are alone in that fight? So, so this particular question is in direct relation to an athletic injury, but I think in any, we, we could answer this question with any life struggle whether it's, you know, whatever a major obstacle that we're trying to overcome in our life presents itself in our life. In this case, it's an athlete with the, the torn ACL. Um, my wife tore her ACL a couple of years ago, so I can speak to that directly. But I, I want to make it a more overarching answer so that people dealing with anything kind of take what we're going to talk about tonight and, uh, mm-hmm. and apply it to their lives. Yeah. So the one thing that I've learned is that the only guarantee in this world and in our lives is that there are going to be times of struggle. Every single one of us is going to struggle at times in our life. And I like to say it's not those, those struggles and those challenges are not really in the way of what we're trying to achieve in life. They're part of the way. So we say the obstacle is part of the journey. It's not in the way of the journey. And if we can take the kind of the mental approach to know that if we're living human beings, there's going to be struggle and that that is just one facet. So when those real challenges present or uh, make themselves kind of um, in the way what we're trying to achieve. If we take the mental approach that, okay, this is part of the process. What next? Mm-hmm. And I've, and I've worked really hard to try to uh, adopt the, the mindset that there is no real wins or losses. There is no success or failures. There is no uh, good or bad. There just is. And the goal with mental strength is to truly, and this is really easy to say and ext- incredibly hard to do, is to come to a true understanding of what it is that we have control over in our life and what, over, and what it is that we don't. And to work really, really hard, try to let the things go that we don't have control over and be incredibly proactive with, with what it is that we do have control over. So when you're thinking about something like coming back from a catastrophic knee injury that is you know, in this athlete's case, their entire world, it's their social circle. Mm-hmm. It's how they measure their personal currency. Um, it's how they value their self-worth. It's, there's so many things packed into, into that, that I like to use the analogy. If I were to drive a car at night for a very long distance, let's, my parents live two hours from here. Let's say I was going to drive to my parents' house. Those high beams that I light up can only light up, you know, hundred feet in front of me. So I'm not thinking about getting to my parents' house as I'm driving, I'm thinking about looking at the road in front of me and it's just one second at a time. What are those, what are those headlights lighting up? And that's all that I'm focused on while I'm making that trip. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, I was talking to my, my wife often when she tore her ACL and she said the name of the game there. And I think this is with any kind of struggle we're trying to overcome is we really have to identify what are the small, small, tiny daily wins that we can kind of that are that are lit up within our our headlights so to speak so with yeah, with acl yeah. 
so much of that is surrounding yourself with people who are going to um, bring you up and, you know, to try to let go of some of the toxicity that might, that might come from people in your life. And um, what is today's win? And when you're thinking about the long trip arriving to my parents' house or a year from now when my knees healed, it's, it's, it's an almost an insurmountable thought, but I can do today's physical therapy session. I can try to get my leg to open from, you know, 160 degrees to 161 degrees. And it's those small wins. And, and that's with anything. And, and, and as, I, as I teach fitness, it's like the students that are willing to commit to just, I'm going to make myself a tiny bit better today than I was yesterday. And if we can just build on that, it's like, like, you know, like a snowball effect, that's everything. So it's what, what can I accomplish today? And what can I do in this very moment right now to move myself closer to accomplishing what I'm trying to do today? And that can be with anything that can be with right. relationships that can be with an injury that can be with saving money that can be with building fitness that can be with um, digging ourselves out of the hole because we missed a bunch of assignments in class. Maybe we made a mistake with a friend and we're trying to dig us. Whatever that is, is we have the mental strength to think about, okay, what's the goal? What can I do in this moment to move myself closer to the goal? When I talk to my students about like, like person, like uh, fitness competitions or, or coming back from injury, it's not always it's not always the workout or it's not always the physical therapy session it's if i eat less processed sugar the science shows i'm going to heal faster if i sleep and i prioritize sleep i'm going to heal faster if i'm surrounded by positive people who are my support network which i'm going to talk about in a second i'm going to heal faster so it's about those all those little factors that play into whatever it is that you're trying to overcome for that mm -hmm. and the last piece that i would say and this is probably the most important is surrounding yourself with a support network that is going to bring you up. And the science shows that if we shoot for that daily goal and then we will have someone to share that win with, it keeps us motivated um, to keep going. Mm -hmm. So if I'm coming back from my physical therapy and I have someone who's, who's I'm checking in with every day, Hey, guess what? I just extended my leg to 161 degrees. Yesterday was 160. That person and I celebrate. And, um, and, and that can be yeah. just a text or that can be a phone call or an email or whatever, but we need to have that support network and people are going to celebrate those tiny wins along the way because those tiny wins along the way make for that, that monumental change. So I tell my students is, um, small wins over time make for big wins or small changes over time make for big changes. And it's what we call the, yeah, what we call the law of marginal gain. That's so important to, I think it's so important to remember that, to celebrate those small wins along the way, because, you know, that, that long, that far away goal might be tough to get to. Um, but it's, it's kind of one of those things like with, with the domino effect kind of a thing too, you get the one little domino can knock over another one. That's one and a half times its size. that can knock over one and a half times its size. So as you knock those little wins along the way to your goal, it's important to celebrate that. So I'm glad. Yeah. You success builds on success. So the goal is how do I get that first little win or what I call the foundation to start to build the house on? I get to a whole different conversation. I, I'm not going to for a whole different podcast, but I, I often get people asking, well, I'm not feeling motivated. How would I, how do I feel motivated? Well, mm -hmm. does action create motivation or does motivation create action? And at some mm -hmm. point you have to take some sort of action to light the spark. And once the spark is lit, and you're able to kind of go to that every single day. Then you have what I call your personal wildfire. And once the personal wildfire is, is, is burning, then we don't need to uh, light that spark each day. That, that fire is lit and it's going. And that's what we call drive. But the goal is how do I go from that 
kind of that unsparked setup to having my personal wildfire to have that drive. Um, definitely like a day by day thing, taking it one day at a time and one step at a time is all you can do. And surrounding yourself with people who are going to recognize that, you know, that victory today was a huge victory and, you know, people to lean on when you don't have your biggest victory or you didn't accomplish what you wanted to today, having people around you who you can lean on and who will support you through that. And people who you can just talk to, like, um, and people who we help, who will help you get food from the dining hall, like those, that positive circle you surround yourself with is so important and um, a huge part of uh, being a part of a team. And um, I would say this person says um, that uh, in their question, they say they're, they feel like they were alone in that fight. It's important to know that you're never alone in any fight in your life. You have, people who are there for you and people who want to support you and people who will listen to your struggles and listen to your story and your fight and who want to help you get back to the place where you can play on that team and you can participate with that team and you can gain all that muscle and all that weight back so that you can start working towards being stronger than you were before. And this person I know personally did make it out stronger than they were before. They're um, a completely different person, both, mentally and physically like they that obstacle has made them such a different person in a good way it is so it's positively influenced them um in such an amazing way so to people who are struggling with an injury keeping your eyes on the prize and looking at what's right ahead of you and accomplishing those small victories so eventually you can get back to where you were and even better it can happen and it will happen it just takes time back in my um high school years when i was on the negative side of things i never would have believed that i would have said this and i never would have believed it if somebody else said it but i truly believe with every fiber of my being that every obstacle in our life is an opportunity if we're able to embrace that mindset so um if you were to just take a, a knee injury or an ACL, that that athlete has a chance to really work on some things that they don't get the time to do, whether it's upper body strength or maybe because they're leaning on certain people that they develop these deep lifelong relationships with people that they might not have otherwise actually have a and he won't mind if I use his name, but Kyle Pryor came back from a catastrophic knee injury. Um, mm -hmm. and he's stronger now than he ever was, but he said to me, he said, Mr. D, I want to be a physical therapist and go having gone through this, I can now relate to the, to the people that I'll be working with at such a deeper level. And for him to have that understanding of, oh my gosh, this is, this is catastrophic. This is the worst thing that can happen to me at this moment. But in the long run, over the course of my life, this can be a, a flower that blooms in, you know, in ways that I never could have imagined if I have the mindset to take that on. And I think that there's an opportunity there to build some serious mental strength and to do some things that you wouldn't be able to do. And it could be something as simple as maybe you're laid up and you start reading and all of a sudden you find that you go down this rabbit hole of books of things that you're learning about that you never would have otherwise. I can't tell you how many YouTube influencers I found because I've searched um, different little nagging injuries I have. And now I have these people that, that I lean on all the time and they're absolutely amazing human beings. I never would have known had I not torn my calf or tweaked my hamstring. So there is definitely treasures to be found in that field of obstacles. It's just a matter of really having the mindset to understand, yes, this really sucks right now, but with the right mindset, this can be actually a positive and opportunistic thing in my life. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if day by day, listening to that empowering music is what helps you to get through that day, then 
that that that's a great mechanism for being able to put your mind in the right place. Yeah, to focus on what I was doing. watching a physical therapy video of something I was learning about, and on the wall, the physical therapist's office office it said, um, "Injury is a journey in." not just recovery, but discovery. And I really love that because through some of my most, my, my biggest injuries in my life, I've discovered so much about myself and about my support network that I, I'm better because of those injuries, but they were, they stunk at the time for sure. The music part, I think I can definitely relate to that because music has been a huge part of my life, whether it's um, to help lift me up or to help bring me back down. Uh, if I'm a little too keyed up um, to kind of have a calming effect on me. Um, so it's, it's great that he's able to find, find that as a resource. And when you're part of a team, it's difficult. I think that if you're injured and you're kind of sidelined for a while, working through the injury, it's often, often hard to say, you know, hard to understand what your contributions to the team are, you know, typically if you're out there on the field and you're making big plays and you're, you're a big part of what's happening and now you're sidelined and it's like, well, why am I here? I don't really feel like I'm part of the team or I don't feel like I'm contributing anymore. There's always, there's always something that you can do. Um, and it may seem small. It may be, you know, uh, just as a, as a football thing, it might be just when, you know, everybody goes back out into the field that you pick the water bottles up off the ground so they don't get stepped on or um, banging out the cleat thing, the cleat cleaners or something that you can do that's you can see like, man, I wish somebody would do that. Well, if you have the ability to do it, those little tiny things still make you part of the whole machine of the team. And it kind of helps you, you know, still feel belonging and connected. I think even just your positive influence on the team and you just being there and cheering on your teammates and you, being a part of the team and going to practice, even when you can't participate, you're still yep. contributing so much to the team. Even if you can't see it, you're still, you're still having an effect on your teammates yep. and the team atmosphere. And you're still a valued part of that team, whether you can participate physically or yep, not. Exactly. Yeah. I read a, a really powerful book called spark and it was this uh, psychologist out of Boston. And basically he found that, um, a lot of the people that were coming to him were injured marathon runners. And so he started to look into, he's like, why are all these injured marathon runners dealing with this depression and anxiety now that they're injured? And he did a bunch of research and found out that exercise is such uh, an amazing um, reducer of anxiety and depression in the human psyche that uh, he, he went on to this big, long, he wrote this amazing series of books about it. But basically it's, it's you know, it's important to know that when we're exercising, we're, kind of dealing with our anxiety and depression in that way. And then when that exercise is stripped away from us, um, that's just another added layer of strife that we're dealing with. And um, when, you know, something like um, with, a, with, with a knee injury, anything you can find to get physical movement, whether you're doing a hand bike or doing you know, upper body pressing or whatever it is. And that's why when I talk to uh, people who, who are not injured per se, but are, are dealing with the anxiety and the depression, you know, the first question I'll ask them is about their sleep and their nutrition. And then it, it is their exercise. Like, are you physically moving your body? Cause that is an amazing way to deal with a lot of it. And some of the science shows that it's just as effective, if not more effective than many of the, many of the anti um, anxiety and depression medications that are out. I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'm not going to go you know, speak beyond what I know, but I've, 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 uh, I've learned about that through the studies that that physical movement is so huge. So when that's stripped away from us, that's just another layer of challenge. And we have to try to find a way to mitigate that as we, as we come back. 
thank you so much for <laughs> submitting this submission. Uh, we really appreciate it. it. Gave us a lot to talk about, and and thank you, Mr. D, for coming on and sharing your insight with us. It was you were extremely well versed. We yeah, I was awesome. psyched. I was so looking forward to this. I was, <laughs> yeah. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. I, I tend to ramble with stuff that I get fired up about, and I get fired up about a lot. So no, uh, no with that. <laughs> hope I was okay. No, awesome. you were perfect. It was great. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for having me on. And thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. All right, everybody. Check out our Instagram and Facebook pages. <laughs> People have saw on Facebook? Uh, check out Instagram and Facebook pages for more information <laughs> and see how you might be able to submit a question or comment for us. Always remember that it is okay to not be okay. You, you are not are alone. And you are That's loved. Right. Awesome.